Welcome to In It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hey guys. Welcome back. So excited to be here today. I always am. You always are. I'm a little tired today. You are. You're tired today. That's all right. And it's been a a bit since we've done a podcast, right? Um, We've kind of, I don't want to say slacked off, but life is definitely working really hard in the healing community we've had our workshops and everything so it's been busy but i'm glad to be getting back and you know more consistent with getting some more episodes out yeah so we apologize for that i know it's been some time between podcasts especially right now because it's the summertime we got a lot of things going on but we are dedicated to continuing to make podcasts for you guys so stay with us we're gonna try to get one in a week yeah once a week once a week get back to that rhythm We'd like to do that. We got a lot of stuff going on. So, um, and especially like you said, the healing community is taking up a lot of your time with your clients. So if you guys have not, if this is the first time you're hearing about the healing community, make sure to check it out. We'll have a link. Yeah, in the, I'll link it right in the description of this podcast episode. Yeah, it's a it's a great uh, community that we've built up for people, you know, like-minded people looking to heal, right? Yeah. Like, looking to go it's, through it's this journey with us, right? It's the village of those that are healing right along with you with resources and workshops and Zoom meetings and all that good stuff. And this month, it was, you, you have a theme every month. Yes, for your, I love uh, it. Yeah, so this month it was uh, feelings, right? Feelings, it was all the month of feelings. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast, right? Yeah, I think it's awesome that we're going to talk about feeling your feelings to just wrap up the month. And now they can have this to kind of bring home and just have this to refer to when they have their newsletters and all that fun stuff that they can work with. So I think it's going to be awesome. Perfect. So let's get it going. Uh, We're talking about feelings. What are feelings? Well, you know, one of the things is like people, I can't tell you how many times actually. All right, let me just put my hand up here. Guilty. Feelings and emotions are not the same thing. They're not interchangeable, right? So feelings are conscious. Like you know what you're feeling, right? But emotions are more subconscious. They're more happening underneath, right? So it's really important to understand that, that it's different. Like Emotions are real-time data where feelings are just kind of thought processes that are skewed based upon things that have happened in the past. And um, I can say that I'm guilty of of having mixed those or, or used them interchangeably quite a bit until I started to understand the difference between the two. Yeah, so so people understand we should probably give clear examples of what feelings and emotions are, right? Because I say this to you all the time, right? Feelings aren't facts, but they are relevant you still need to acknowledge your feelings. You just can't be uh, directed by those feelings because they, uh, they're not facts, right? Exactly. So like I was saying that emotions are like these real-time data. And what happens is, is it sparks these sensations in the body. So the emotions are the sensations in the body that you can feel, but you're not consciously aware of where they're coming from. Whereas feelings are more biased and altered by all these misperceptions that we have going on, right? And so it's learning to develop the emotional awareness to prevent the reactivity to those false beliefs. So it's understanding and being able to pay attention to a light. So the emotions are what you're feeling in the body, the rushes that you're feeling, the aches that you may feel, the pit in your stomach. These are emotions because under emotions we've talked are unmet needs. But above the emotion, right, is the feeling. Okay. And so the best way for me, because you know me and my analogies, okay, you'll probably have a better one, but I like to think of a vehicle, like you have a car, the emotions, that's the engine, but the feelings are the frame. 
Okay, so the feelings are what surrounds you. The feelings are what's on the outside. The feelings are what everybody sees initially, right? But underneath, when you get to the core of everything, when you get to the engine, when you get to the most important part of why the car runs, it's the emotion. I mean, that's the best way for me that I, you know, that I can envision it. Yeah, I can understand that analogy, I guess, in a way. We will try to try to reframe that a little bit and make it a little bit better. Yeah. It's not hasn't been your best uh, analogy um, and because you've come up with some really good ones. But in terms of just kind of uh, simplifying things, obviously, emotions are the things that you I don't want to say you don't have control over. But like if you the saying, right, overcome by emotion, right? Like if you're crying, you know, and you you're you, you can't hold back those tears, that's an emotional well, response to something. They're an automated response. Exactly, exactly. Where feelings, like you can feel sad, right? But you don't exactly know why you're feeling sad. Or you can feel like, oh, I feel a little anxious today. Because that happens to us a lot, right? You, yep. You get up and you feel like, oh, I, I feel like something's wrong. Even though we know that nothing is, we, we have these feelings that, oh, something may be wrong. Opposed to an actual emotion. Because like you said, right? It's it's your body's feedback to something that's actually happening within you. Right. So a feeling is is like a um you know it's like a te- I guess it's like a text message. It's a little smoke signal, but then underneath maybe the emotions the fire, something like that. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's, that's a good one. That's a better one, one. cuz I'm like sitting here and I'm like okay, what is happening here? Um you know and it's like okay, here's here's in my in my head I have a house. Here's a house. The 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 tech detector in the house, the smoke detector, that's the feeling. That's the initial thing that you're going to hear, but you don't actually know where that's coming from. And where the fire is originating within that home is actually the emotion because that's what's causing the smoke. That's what's causing the fire. Is, that, that's, is that better? That's a much better analogy. Okay, that's good. So yeah, so the feelings are kind of like the smoke detector. And as we all know, smoke detectors can go off without there being an actual fire, exactly. right? So, you know, you're, you're cooking something or, or, or it's malfunctioning and the um, smoke detector's going off. So, or, you know, like or we well, we had a couple months ago with our smoke detector battery was starting to die or whatever. So it can go off, right? And that's our feelings. Smoke detector's going off. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a fire in the house, right? Mm-hmm. So there's something going on, but these, that, that's what those feelings are. So it's important to note that, right? Emotions and feelings are very different. They can be part of each other, but they're not exclusively, you know, one thing does not always mean that. And that's what we want to point out, right? That even though you have these feelings, they're not directly tied to an emotion that you may think that there that it is right and that's what we want to kind and of bring to light feeling may have nothing to do with like you were saying that the emotions in your body because that feeling you may have is actually from a, a much older emotion a much older event something else that happened and then you're using it as a frame of reference for what's going on in the immediate and it doesn't apply and so therefore there's a lot of projection and when we do that we project our old fears we project old things that have happened to us and say oh this is well how i feel so therefore well, that's what's happening again, but yet there's no evidence to indicate that that's actually happening. And you don't get to the bottom of what's actually happening where that's where the resolve is. That's where the solution is. That's where you can feel. I just want to feel better. Well, guess what? You have to get out of your feelings and get into your emotions to feel better. You got to feel it to heal it. And that's why I always say that. And that's why I think June's newsletter was amazing because of the feelings wheel that I made, which I'll talk about later on. But the feelings wheel really helps you identify what's going on. And that's the key, right? It's the the key to all of this is to get down to that root cause. Because like we, we talk about, well, I tell you all the time, right? Feelings aren't facts. 
So we need to get past the feelings, get down into the emotions, and then once we we figure out what that emotion is, then we can find the unmet need. We can deal with it from a, from that standpoint, and that's what helps us through the triggers and through our journey to healing. And something else I want to note is like I remember being in like elementary school and then being like. Use I feel statements. I feel when you because I need. That's fantastic. But we were never taught that we can say how we feel. We can talk about why we feel the way that we feel. And we can say what we need. But how are you actually going to communicate the need if you haven't found the unmet need under the emotion? And I think that's where this just really spirals and and, and they, they didn't back then I don't think they understood that, but people still operate there. Like, okay, well. I feel this way and I feel this way because of this and this is what I need you to do. But at the end of the day, what ends up happening is, is that unmet need that that person has isn't fulfilled because it's based upon that feeling. It's not based upon the actual unmet need under the emotion. And so I think that that was great, you know, to just distinguish that so people can start taking a step back and being like, okay, the emotions at the core of what's happening. That's that deep burning feeling that I have somewhere. A feeling is just a text message. It's just a signal. It's just the smoke detector going off which means i need to investigate further it is not fact yeah exactly that's the point how did you like that that's better that right good. that was very you know, good I'm, I'm, I'm working myself up here it's been a bit but that's important to, to to note right that you know obviously like we said right facts aren't feelings but they still need to be acknowledged right so when you have a feeling and you feel a certain way you can't uh, obviously say oh this is exactly what it is right but you need to investigate further you need to validate that it's okay to feel however you're feeling whether that's sad mad uh, frustrated whatever the feeling may be you need to be able to acknowledge that feeling so then you can move past and get down to the emotion so that's that's important yeah absolutely because what you do yeah what you don't want to do is like what i what you know i i used to do a <laughs> long time right is like you you avoid your feelings or you disregard your feelings so you're not yep. acknowledged and then you're not getting to that point you're not right? resolving you, it exactly so the whole point here of obviously is to get to the underlying issues but their steps to get there and exactly. that's what we're kind of outlining Exactly. And so I think it's important we start talking about like, what is it that you actually have to be able to do to feel your feelings and, and get to that point? And it's really developing emotional awareness, right? Because we talk about self-awareness all the time. We have a podcast on it. It's fantastic. But emotional awareness is that deep work, is that shadow work. And it's really important. And, and, and I'll share, you know, I'll share that that was the hardest thing for me to do. Because of my trauma, because of what had happened, because of how my brain works and everything else, I really lacked self-awareness in many aspects, but especially within my emotions. And so therefore, everything that I was experiencing, every argument, every clapback that I had, every failure was all based upon a bunch of feelings. And I could not connect them or resolve them or repair them because I was never able to actually get to the emotional piece. I was just emotional. I was an emotional person. And that's because it was, there was so many fires in my house. There was a fire in the basement, a fire in the bathroom, a fire over here. And I could not figure out where the smoke signals, AKA the feelings were trying to guide me to because I lacked the emotional awareness. And so therefore what I found myself doing was fanning away the smoke till things felt better. And then all it would take was for one of those fires to get out of control again. And here comes the freaking you know, a smoke detector going off. And I'm sitting here being like, why are we still here? Like, what what's going on here? And, and that for me was probably one of the biggest obstacles 
to continue that I'm still working on overcoming. I think that's a big struggle for a lot of us, right? Including myself. I remember I didn't have a lot of emotional awareness. I've always been very self-aware, but my emotional awareness was lacking, right? Because that's what pieces together or puts together those pieces of our childhood and how those triggers affect us, right? And that's what I was lacking, right? Because I was very self-aware, right? I knew uh, the things that, that affected me and how they affected me and and what I didn't want and what I wanted. I was very self-aware in that sense, but I didn't know where a lot of that stuff came from, right? I knew that it was there, but I didn't know that root cause. It wasn't until I started to become a, a lot more emotionally aware that those um, aha moments happened, right? I started to put these pieces together. Okay, um, you know, the way I was raised or the way I interacted with with my peers or or, or with um, you know familial figures molded how I'm interacting now as as an adult. So it was it was that emotional awareness that I needed to move forward in my own journey. And plus, when we think about attachment styles, right? Your attachment styles avoided was avoid and dismissive. So it was like I'm going to dismiss and avoid anything that makes me feel vulnerable and uncomfortable, and I can get hurt. So we're just not going there. So honestly, a lot of the emotional awareness came from you when you had to start actually healing your attachment. You know, and for me being anxiously attached, I had no problem allowing myself to be a shitstorm of emotions, but I would throw it up and project it on everybody else so that I could feel better to get it out so that was the difference between you and I I allowed it I was stirring it up in there having a woo grand old time where you were like nope I'm not doing it and you know that that was the biggest thing you know and people who have experienced trauma can be more emotionally numb and so that's why it's really difficult for them to heal because they're so numb because what did trauma teach them the more you feel, the more you're going to get hurt. And so they learned and their psyche learned to say, you know what? Mm, we're going to shut this down. We're not going to pay attention to this. They don't matter. My emotions don't matter. Feelings don't matter. I just need a solution. I need to move forward. Let me move away from this as fast as I can. Most people are numb. Yeah, I, I, I know I was numb. I was numb for a long time. And that came from that, right? It's like it's exactly what you said, right? I The, the fear of being hurt didn't allow me to open up to anyone because you know why why do it right why become attached when there's the possibility of 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 detachment right you see but that's feelings because feelings convinced you from a misperception that every single person that wanted to attach you was gonna hurt you so therefore you operated from your feelings and not your emotions and that's kind of where that i operated from my feelings too you know where it was just like well if you just throw yourself at everybody and and fawn at everybody and and be a self-sacrificing super person then everybody's gonna love you or whatever and so i was i based my reaction and my relationships and everything based upon the feelings that I got. But if I actually took the time, my inner child was in a corner screaming at my emotions, being like, I don't want to do that. And I didn't listen. Whereas your inner child was like, I actually kind of want to express how I'm feeling, but I'm scared to because I'm going to get hurt. I was so used to being hurt that I would tell everybody everything. Didn't matter to me anymore because that's how it was for me. And it was just wild how that dynamic worked. And I know people that are like you. And I know people that are like me. I coach people that are like us, but in opposites. And it's so fantastic to see how that dynamic plays out because we are so much more alike together as a community healing than we are different. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of people like both of us, right? And and somewhere in the middle, you can you might find yourself. But this applies to anyone because that's a big part of what needs to be done to to you know to heal is to improve your emotional awareness and to recognize you know those underlying factors that cause us to be this way. Yeah, and so what what I'm starting to understand is that the emotions are like the visceral messengers in your body. Right. Those are the ones you can feel. You can't feel your feelings per se. You have to feel to heal them. But you really need to feel your emotions to be able to to release the feelings and to heal the emotions. Right. And so what I've been learning to do is I try to do what I I do. I tell people like body scans. I I bring my hands and I touch the part of my body that I can get that visual sensation from. So if I'm anxious, I know for me, I'm going to touch my chest because my chest is going to feel like there's a ton of bricks on it. And I'll ask myself, like, what is this trying to tell me right now? What is it that I need in this moment? What is going on for me? Because at that point, it's no longer about what I feel. At that point, I'm trying to figure out what the unmet need is. Because when I try to figure out what the unmet need is, I'm going to be like, oh my God. Like I had this aha moment the other day. All these years since my brother has, you know, overdosed and passed, I've had what I've thought to be grief and, and, and shame and embarrassment. And I should have done more and all of this pain. And I literally had an aha this week that, you know, I'm angry. I'm bitter. I'm resentful. And when I started to use my feelings wheel that I created for everybody else, I'm like, oh, maybe I should use this. I'm feeling a certain way today. And I used that. I recognized I can do this. I can deal with this. The feelings that I was feeling, those were just perceptions of what I thought. But the emotion that I had, what was really there was I'm mad at all the people that were too selfish enough to do what was best for him. And now he's not here. I did everything right. I made all the right choices, all the right decisions, and I still lost. And he lost his life too. So I recognized that what I was feeling was resentment and anger and hate. It wasn't sadness because that's what I thought it was. But well, I, I think just to emphasize here, right, you were actually feeling sadness, right? Yes. You were feeling sadness and you thought the the feeling of the sadness was, you know, the loss and you missing him. But it turns out after you use your feelings wheel that it's act, the emotion behind what you were feeling was has nothing to do with sadness or or mourning. It had to, more to do with anger and and resentment to, towards those people that didn't help your your brother you know be a better person or get through his they just his, made his decisions challenges. based upon their feelings I will feel better about myself if I give him money and a place to stay today I will feel better I can sleep better at night oh really you know then that that came and that's why I tell people like that's what healing is that's why the month of June feeling your feelings was something that I just I wanted to share you know with everybody and and I like to say you know name it so you can tame it figure out what it is so that you can get that under control you know name it so you can tame it this is a good a good one right there you know and I think it's so important that we learn you know that we learn to do that and I and I have to give you a lot of credit you know, for the longest time, you would always tell me like your feelings, you you wouldn't say your feelings don't matter. You'd be like, I don't care how you feel. Let's talk about what it was. And for me, I used to, because my love language is words of affirmation, I would hear, I don't love you. And what you were saying was, is like, okay, you're feeling a certain way and that's fine, but let's get to what it was. And you just, you knew that uh, instinct, you know, instinctually that was within you intuitively. You just didn't know how to like 
say that. And so I feel like I just wanted to kind of give you some props because it's like you knew that then your body knew that then you were just lacking the psychoeducation to help put that where it was. And, and that's, that's where, where you I came, came Exactly. In. That's where you came in. Psycho-education. And, <laughs> and you taught me how to express what I instinctually knew. A lot of my own self-awareness was that. It's just instinctual. I know how to do something that needs to get done and fix a problem, but I don't a lot of the times know emotionally why you know I was feeling that way. So it, it, we needed a mix of each other, right? We needed someone that was more of the we need someone that was a lot more solution focused um, and then someone that was more emotional, um, emotion focused. Right. Yeah. Because we need you need well, both of those well, those sides. What we're talking right now is left brain, right brain. You know, we needed your left brain logic and my right brain emotional. And we just needed to kind of put it together. And ta-da, that's why we're here. So I think that that's just fantastic. But I but I just want to kind of emphasize that. You know, the things we're talking about with you guys, we're very vulnerable, raw, relatable. This is what it is. And we share these things because if we show you our scars, we show you that healing is possible. And I think that example with your brother was perfect because it really did outline you had these feelings. And even though, again, they were valid feelings, they did not correlate directly with the emotion. But it was it was knowing that you had the feeling right. You had the the um, smoke detector was going off and you said, okay, this is a feeling, but that doesn't mean this exact, this, that doesn't yeah. mean it's a fire. Let me investigate further and figure out why the smoke detector is going off. And that's when you figured out, okay, this has nothing to do with the initial feeling, which was sadness. It had everything to do with anger and resentment. So, and, and once you identified that you were able to work through that and you feel better about the, the whole situation as a whole, and now you can work through that emotion. I still got that. I still got work to do, you know, because it's like, ah, I just had that aha. But I went from wanting to crawl up in a hole because I felt so bad to wanting to curb kick people. I'm like, I can deal with this anger, you know, because I was tired of taking that pain in for myself. Like what I was doing was is like what I started to recognize was like, OK, these feelings that I'm feeling, it's just telling me, hey, babe, there's some stuff in your body you still got to work on. You know, I don't know how to communicate that to you, but ding, 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 there's something going on here. And I just ignored it for the longest time. I kept saying it's grief, it's pain, it's I'm sad, I'm devastated. And maybe those things were true to an extent, but the reality is when I got down to it, I recognized that I was mad and angry and I had pain towards the other people. Like they're the ones that contributed to the loss that I had to suffer because they were selfish, you know, and I had to recognize that. And so, yeah, now I got to do the, now I got to do the work with it, but that's okay. I'm sure there's going to be a podcast coming up where I can let you guys know where I'm at in that process. But, you know, healing isn't linear. It's one step at a time. And sometimes it's a sidestep and, you know, I know we're always over to the side of the road quite a bit. And like we said, it's always, it's a journey. So the journey will never end. You'll always have something new to work on and it's it and that's fine that's the point right it's it is a journey so i think this is a good time here to pause for a special message and when we get back we'll talk about the tools we can use to start to feel our feelings but also get down to those emotions all right so stay with us we always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content, and we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, 
access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support, and don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about feeling our feelings and getting down to the emotions. So we want to continue that by talking about like the tools that we use. Now you mentioned the feelings wheel a couple times in the first segment, and that's something that is available to any of our Patreon members. So if you're interested in in getting more information and joining the healing community, absolutely check out the link in the description of this podcast. And uh, it'll it'll give you the information for Patreon. But let's talk about the feelings wheel now. So the feelings wheel, I really love it. It's colorful and beautiful. But I'm a visual person. I'm a visual learner. And most people with trauma are. They need that component. So picture a, um, what's that? What's that wheel of fortune? Picture the wheel of fortune, okay? But with multiple layers, multiple colors. And in the middle are the core emotions that we feel. Sadness, anger, happiness, what have you. The most five common ones. But sometimes it's like, okay, I'm, I feel sad. But what does sad mean? Because underneath sad, there are so many other emotions abandoned is one of them, um, unheard. There's so many different other things that fall under that. And so when you take the time to say, I'm feeling sad right now, you go to your feelings wheel, you go to that particular feeling, and then you go on a little exploration to go to the feelings or emotions that are underneath that to say, which one actually fits with the emotions that I'm having in my body? And then bingo, you know exactly what it is. You can figure out exactly what was going on. It is a visual, like, cognitive reframing tool that you can utilize when you are overcome with emotions and you don't know what to do or you don't know what that emotion is. Or if you're emotionally numb and can't feel your emotions, what better way than to have a tool in front of you that you can access? And it's something that I made for the healing community. Everybody gets an email to them. I post it from time to time asking how people are feeling. I do a lot of that stuff there. There's a lot of habit trackers and other things that you can use to help you as tools because the reality is, is we can talk all day we want about feeling our feelings. I need something tangible. And so the feelings wheel is tangible. You can print it. You can screenshot it. You can hang it up. It's there for you. And it and, and it, it, it works every time. There are people in the healing community now that literally talk about it all the time. Hey, I use my feelings wheel today. So I honestly think like that is definitely a tool, you know, that you can use. And it's the key to actually becoming more emotionally aware, right? You know, people walk around, oh, I'm mad. I'm angry. Okay. But when you look under anger, you can actually find that you're bitter. Why are you bitter? Well, I'm bitter because this keeps happening over and over again and there's no solution. So it's not so much that you're angry, you're bitter because there's a pattern. So you can now talk about whatever that was with your partner or someone else. Like, hey, why do you keep ghosting me? Or why do you keep telling me you're going to do something you don't do? It It, it frustrates me. And then I feel bitter and I don't want to feel bitter towards you. So how can we work on this? But if you just walked around saying I'm angry, there's no solution. So I think it's definitely a great tool to use. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because as we said, right, these feelings are not our facts, right? Feelings are just the alert that we're getting that there's something emotionally underneath that we need to work on, 
right? And that's what we say, like, you got to feel it to heal it, right? So the feeling is the is our alarm as we spoke. And then we get down to that emotion and we figure out why we're feeling that emotion. And then we can work through either, you know, through setting a boundary or through a conversation with, with you know, a loved one, a peer, whatever, whatever it may be. You got to figure out what that emotion is. And sometimes it, it links back to the triggers of our childhood, right? Things that happen to us. You know, when we were de- our development age that impacted us in a way that traumatically that that becomes a trigger. So understanding these these different levels is how we're going to uncover what we really need to focus on and heal. Yep. And, and so something that I need to put into practice, but that I've been thinking about for a long time, if you utilize this feelings wheel, right, is when you have a feeling before you respond go to your feelings wheel, right? I have a feeling I want to rip this new, this person. I want to just go at them. I get that a lot. (laughs) I should probably use that for my comment videos. But anyways, you go to that and be like, what am I feeling right now? Okay, I'm not feeling heard. So if you're not feeling heard, guess what? Your feeling is to be loud, is to lash out. And then you're going to hurt that person because you don't feel heard. So when you take a step back and use the feelings where you're like, okay, I feel like curb kicking this person right now because they're not listening to me and I don't feel heard. So if I go in and I'm going to lash out, they're not going to hear me even more because they're just the the impact is going to hit them more before my intent. So then you have a tool to be the better person and go into this and be like, I don't feel emotionally safe and I don't feel heard when you talk to me this way. That's going to take that person and disarm them and be like, oh, my God, I don't I don't want you to not feel that way. Ding, ding, ding. All of a sudden you feel hurt. And guess what? You're not pissed off anymore. So that's something that I have to do, because in theory, it sounds amazing. So I'm going to start practicing that for myself. The other thing I would I, I would I always tell everybody to do is to keep an investigative journal. Everybody I know will tell me I hate journaling. Most oftentimes it's because someone read your private stuff and threw it in your face or you don't feel safe. You have to now understand those are feelings. I don't like journaling. Well, why? I hate it. Well, why? We dig underneath and we figure out that that's just a feeling because your perception is someone's going to read it. Your perception is why bother? Your perception is my stuff's out there. So your feeling is actually preventing you from doing the work that you need to do to heal. So keep an investigative journal. Start writing down your patterns. Start writing down the feelings you feel the most. And underneath that, write the feeling that you've discovered because then you can find the pattern of what you have to heal. So use your feelings wheel. Use an investigative journal. And do grounding techniques. Remember, we've talked about this. If you were in our Zoom call this past, not this, yeah, I think it was this past weekend, we did that. We talked about, you know, five things you could see, four things that you could, you know, smell three things that you could taste and so on and so on. And when you do that, you ground yourself to pull yourself away from the feeling that initially has you feeling a certain way, brings you to a more, you know, state of mind as to where you need to be in that moment. Then you can take a deep breath and you can ask yourself, okay, where was that feeling coming from? Those are the three top things that I have seen professionally work really, really well for people and personally in my own life. And I think acknowledging your feelings is important, too. A lot of people, and this includes me, right, disregard those feelings, right? And it's important to uh, acknowledge the feelings, even though, uh, like we said, it's they're not facts. They're still very much a part of us, and we do need to uh, vocalize them sometimes, right? It's important. And I tell you this a lot. You know, you get in, you know, you, you have a particular feeling, but you don't know what the emotion is and you don't you don't you don't want to say anything. And it's it's like I told uh, like I tell you all the time and our son is the same way. Right. 
you got to talk, right? You got to process through that. No matter how you feel, right, wrong, or indifferent, you have to process through that. What if you don't feel emotionally safe with your partner because they've disregarded your feelings in the past? That's the question I get all the time. And you just answered that. You still got to speak. So it's a non-confrontational way. Instead of you make me feel. Whenever you say you to me or you should do this or you should have done that, that's parent to me and I'm going to lose my mind. But if you come to me and you say something like, I know this is going to be difficult to hear or I, I know that you know your first response is going to be defensive, but I know you have it in you to not be defensive. I don't feel emotionally safe when you X, Y, and Z. That's If your partner loves you, hearing that's going to be hard for them, but you're not attacking them and you can feel good that that you've advocated for yourself. But that's the question I get all the time. I don't feel safe because my partner has dismissed it in the past. You still gotta you still gotta do it because that's a feeling. You think your partner's gonna dismiss it, but we don't know that. We don't have evidence that that's fact. And I think what you said, how you phrase it is very important for yourself, right? It's a if you're phrasing it as a fact, then that's going to be that's going to be perceived as that, right? But if you're phrasing it as I understand this is a feeling and I'm just getting it out, it'll it'll be uh, the person that you're sharing that with will be a lot more receptive to you when you come out and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling and and help me get to what the emotion I is. I actually remember about three weeks ago, I unleashed on you in a text message, but then I got to the bottom of it. The, you're like, I understand that the first half of what you said were your feelings. You put them in quotations, were your feelings. Okay, I can hold space for that. So understand that the first 30 seconds of what someone who's traumatized is going to talk about is all feelings. So if you can get past that, we can get that person to get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, now we can talk about the emotion and the unmet need. But for me, it's always, you, you've always said, you know, the first 15 minutes or 20 minutes, you're probably just zoning out because I'm blah, 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 blah. But I'll finally get there. I'm happy to, 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 to say that it's only about five minutes now. Like I'm working. Working on it, but that's life, right? Exactly. That's that's the whole point, right? It's to get better, right? It's not. We're never going to be perfect. We're always going to be human beings with these imperfections. But the point is to try to be better, right? To work on things so you can be better and you can feel better about yourself when the the person that you're with or the person you're speaking to under gets to that un, unmet need with you and helps you through that. That's the goal. So I think with that, we'll end that here. I hope you guys got a lot of good information on this. As always, reach out to us if you have any ideas for more podcasts. So until next time, guys. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys. So make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together. So stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.